episode number 64, Let's Talk Habits. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast. This is the first episode in our habit series. You're going to want to listen to this episode first because we are going to do an audit of all of your current habits. So starting from step zero, where are you at right now? And we are going to set you up for success. Whether you're listening to this in January of 2023, start of a new year, or if you're just ready for a fresh start at any point in the year, we're going to start with this episode. In the upcoming episodes, we'll develop an action plan all centered around creating healthy habits wherever you're at on your journey, whether it's a new year or not. In this episode, we'll do the audit. We'll also establish your why behind why you want to change these habits, and we'll get really clear on committing to the future you. Let's get into it in three, two, one. Welcome to the Heal Your Burnout Podcast, where us hustlers come together to have solution-focused conversations weekly. My name is Amber Connolly, a former burnt-out clinician and academic turned transformative coach. If you are a productive patty, miss I can do it all, or if you are ready to ditch the exhaustion, you have come to the right place. Each week I'll be providing you with wellness tips and trainings, inspiring you to look within, replace habits that are keeping you stuck, and offering insights to help you maintain your brilliance. If you are craving clarity, self-care, support, and mindset hacks, look no further. This is where your energy can be reignited and your hope can be restored. Welcome back to the Heal Your Burnout podcast. We are kicking off our habit series and I'm recording this. It's January 2023 and let me tell you, my new year has not been off to the best start. So I'm looking forward to doing this exercise alongside of you. This is an exercise that I do at the end of every year. I like to check in with myself at my birthday because I feel like birthday is a whole fresh new start, fresh new year, that same newness energy. And I like to do it around the fall time too because I feel like the fall time, the changing of the seasons for me has that same brand new energy. And I want all of us, no matter what point of the year you're listening to this episode, I want all of us to come into it with that clean slate, brand new energy, eyes facing forward, not backward. Because I don't know about you, but whenever I sit down to do an exercise like this, we're going to be auditing all different areas of your life. And it's really going to be looking at everything. We're going to look at your physical health, your mental well-being, your financial health, your relationships, and your career. And we're going to be looking at what's working, what's not. And whenever I do this exercise, I could be so hard on myself. Now, there's sometimes I do it and I'm fine, but there's other times, depending on how I'm feeling that day, I could be so hard on myself and really judge myself and think back to all the times I tried to change things and it didn't work out and I said I was going to do that habit change and I didn't or I made promises to myself and I didn't keep them and I'll think of that while I'm doing this exercise. So rule number one, definitely new start, clean slate energy, eyes facing forward and rule number two, no judgment and 
what I mean by no judgment is nothing's good or bad. We're just using this as information. We're getting your step zero down and it's not good or bad. This is just, this is the info that we need so that we could build upon it in our future episodes. So this episode is the audit. And then our next two episodes that will actually be developing your action plan. And then we will have an episode all about different types of habits because you might be thinking, okay, I audited my habits. I have no idea what I want to work on. So we're going to have an episode about all the different ways you could choose new habits and what are some examples of that. We're going to have my friend and awesome personal trainer nutritionist Faith Judson come on and she gives really good tips on producing lasting change, not just like a quick a quick hot and cold energy. And we're just going to have a lot of fun and we're going to take it one episode at a time and we're not going to judge ourselves. I know personally, I'm recording this, we're 17 days into the new year and I am seven days into COVID and I'm recording this and I'm feeling congested and not my best. I mean, I'm very grateful. I'm grateful to be on the other side. I didn't have it that bad. It was a really bad cough, congested, achy, all the things. But I'm on the other side of it and I'm really grateful for that. But honestly, I'm still really tired and I don't love feeling like this, which no one loves being sick. But my 2023 isn't off to the start that I thought it was going to be. So if you're feeling like me, no judgment, no judgment at all. We're going to take a pause. If you're in a situation like me where you have COVID, you're not going to try to change everything and do all these habit changes when you're sick. You're going to pause. You're going to rest. You're going to take care of the here and now. And then you're going to pick up the habit change when when you're not ill. <laughs> Always take time to rest. And I'm I'm so grateful to be recording this episode because honestly, I haven't spoken to anyone since I've been positive. So this is very refreshing. This is the most social interaction that I've had in seven days. So thank you for being here with me. And habits are so near and dear to my heart because for me, changing my habits allowed me to grow personally and to become a different version of myself. And at the time that I began changing my habits, I didn't realize that that's what I was doing. But ultimately, by making the decision to change different behaviors in my day-to-day, I became a different person. And I wish I realized I was doing that when I was doing it because I think it would have expedited the process for me and I would have been more disciplined in my approach because I would have been very clear on what my why was. For me, I started really considering my health at so many different points in my life. So if we use the example of working out, I started working out, making it a priority over 10 years ago. But when I first started doing that, I just was doing it because I I wanted to go to the gym three times a week. But what I didn't realize is, yes, I wanted to lose weight at the time, but beyond that, I was trying to feel differently. 
I wanted to feel more energized and I kept going back because eventually I saw the results where I felt healthier. I felt more energized. My anxiety was so much better when I went to the gym. I was a better person because of making that habit change. And when we're auditing our habits today, at the end, we're really going to look at what is your why behind all of this? Why do you want to change these habits? And who is it ultimately that you want to become? Because ultimately, our habits, they define our our identity. They define who we are as a person. And you'll hear me reference the book Atomic Habits several times in our habit series because it is such a good read. And James Clear I think he's he's very gifted in the way he presents information in snippet size chapters and with key takeaways, and I just really love the way he writes in general. But in the book, he uses a powerful example about two people are trying to quit smoking, and one of the per, one of the soon to be non smokers is going to quit and actually stick with it, and the other one is going to return to smoking. And he uses the example of both person A and person B are presented with a cigarette. Someone says, would you like a cigarette? Or do you have a lighter? And person A says, no thank you, I don't want a cigarette. Or no, I don't have a lighter, I'm trying to quit. And person B says, no thank you, I don't want a cigarette, I don't smoke. Or, no, I don't have a lighter because I don't smoke. One person identifies as a non-smoker. The other person identifies as a person trying to quit. And person B, or the person identifying as a non-smoker, is the person where the behavior change is more likely to stick. That person is less likely to go back to smoking because they are working on changing their identity. They're getting to the core of who they are. And research shows us that by actually getting down to the identity layer, not just the external behavior layer, that is where those habits really stick and really last. So we're going to be referencing that identity piece when we establish our why. So we're going to be going through physical, mental, financial relationships and career, all those different areas of your life. So you're going to want to grab a piece of paper or a pen or a pencil, something to write with, or maybe the notes app on your phone or your laptop. And we're going to audit where you're starting from. And we're just going to take a look at it. We're going to figure out what's working, what's not, maybe what's neutral. And we're going to go from there. So number one, let's take a look at your physical health. And I want you to write physical and then Underneath it, I want you to write one, two, three, and then line, and then one, two, three, because we're going to identify what are three things that you're doing well when it comes to your physical health. What are three things that you're knocking out of the park when it comes to taking care of yourself physically? So if you tend to be hard on yourself, this could be really hard to identify the three things that you're doing well. But there are some, there are ways that you're, you are taking care of yourself each day. You're getting out of bed and you're living. You are alive, therefore you are in some capacity taking good care of yourself in some way. So 
I'm going to list off some examples. Maybe you have a bedtime routine and you get to bed on time. You're getting at least eight hours of sleep, which is sometimes laughable. Maybe you are eating three meals a day. Maybe you're drinking enough water. Maybe you go to your annual wellness visit at your primary care provider. Maybe you take your vitamin every day. Maybe you're prescribed medication and you take your medication every day. Maybe you exercise. Maybe you take really good care of your, your ailments. Maybe you, maybe you feel sick and you actually listen to your body and you rest. Maybe you have an injury and you actually take care of the injury. You don't try to push through it. So think of three things, just three, three things that you're doing well when it comes to taking care of your physical body. For me, three things that I'm doing well, I think I do a really good job at fitting in exercise. I think I do a really good job at never missing a meal, which is funny to say out loud, but for me, eating three meals is really important. I laugh because it sounds so funny when you say it out loud. But for me, there's there's a time where when I'm stressed, I don't eat three meals. And I have a history of an eating disorder. So part of my recovery is always eating three meals. I actually eat five meals typically. Three main meals, two snacks. But part of my recovery is maintaining a normal eating schedule. And really part of being human is eating. So I hope all of us are paying attention to our nutritional needs in some capacity. And then I think something else I do really well is I take vitamins every day. I do a multivitamin, I do a vitamin C, and I do that very well. I don't take vitamin D, but maybe I should. I don't know. Then then now I have COVID. So clearly the vitamins weren't working like I intended to. They were not supporting the immune system like I had hoped. But um, I do still take them every day. So I do think that that's something that I do well. Now for the three things we could do better. And I think all of us, this is probably the easy part of the audit, thinking about the three things that you want to do better. So what are three ways you can improve on your physical health? For me, those three things... I would say are drinking more water, I would like to do more yoga, and I need to stop putting off my doctor's appointments. I am really good at scheduling the doctor's appointment, but then when it's a week before, I'll look at my calendar and think, oh, I don't have time for that, and then I'll push it off. So that's something I want to work on. Moving right along, we have mental, our mental well-being. Let's check in. What are three things that we do really well for our mental health? Three things that we do well. So for me, I do a really good job at journaling. I journal every morning, and for me, it's a great way to just get all my thoughts out there. Sometimes my journaling turns into planning for the day, which makes me feel better about the day because I'm not as anxious. Sometimes there's usually always a gratitude component for me. I just free flow, get the thoughts out. Sometimes it's a page, sometimes it's three. Sometimes my journaling is a list of a shopping, my grocery list for the day, but it's just dumping everything out of my brain that is taking up space in my brain that needs to get out. So journaling works really well for me. I feel better 
when I journal. I think number two that I do do for my mental health, I go to therapy. Therapy for me allows me to stay mentally well. I go, sometimes it's once a month, sometimes it's every other week, sometimes it's weekly, sometimes it's every six weeks, sometimes it's every eight weeks. But for me, therapy is a must and it's vital to my mental health and it's definitely changed my life. So therapy, journaling, and number three for me is recognizing when I'm in a a negative space or recognizing when my thoughts are really starting to to spiral and I'm really starting to get in my head. I think I'm good at recognizing it and then picking up and doing something else rather than just stewing in it and letting it ruminate. I would say for me, three things I could do better would be, let's see, three things I could do better. Definitely limit scrolling on my phone which for me affects my mental health. So I think two different things. For me, watching TikToks, I love watching TikToks. They make me feel happy. I laugh at them. I love how the, I know it it is creepy how much your phone knows about you, but my For You page is so on point. I feel like it's my friend. It knows everything about me and I enjoy it. And Yes, I do spend too much time on it, but it doesn't mentally leave me feeling bad or inadequate. But when I scroll on Instagram, I definitely go to a bad place sometimes. I think about what I'm not doing, that I'm not enough, that I'm not productive enough, that I'm I'm behind in life, I'm not married, I don't have kids, my business isn't far along enough, my career isn't far along enough, all these other people are doing these things and I'm not, and it leaves me feeling mentally bad. So for me, a mental thing I wanna work on is one, limiting my time on Instagram, and is two, not shooting all over myself. Like I should be doing this, I should be doing that. I sometimes like tell myself, this is how it needs to be, And I could really let go of what I view it needing to look like because that's not how life works. And there's no rule book. There's no you should be doing this at this time or you're behind. You're not doing all the the things that are expected of you. So for me, limit Instagram too. I want to pay attention to my shoulds and drop the shoulds. And then number three, I need more creative time because when I'm able to be creative, it allows me to feel at peace and really energized and I need more of that and I think that what stops me from doing that is the Instagram scrolling, is the shooting, and is not enough creative time. So that's what I want to improve on. I want to definitely have more creative time and I would say what's not working is I don't have enough creative time. I'm filling that with Instagram scrolling and shooting. So those are my mental ones. For you, your mental ones might look like looking at your thought patterns. Maybe you don't pay attention to what you're even thinking about. So a good place to start could be how am I speaking to myself? 
what are thoughts that I have throughout the day? Maybe that's something that isn't working for you. You're not paying attention to your thoughts at all. Maybe you are paying attention to your thoughts and they're not serving you and you're on a negative thought spiral. Maybe mentally you're not paying attention to your thoughts and you're just responding or reacting to everything coming at you during your day rather than responding. You're not pausing. You're not being intentional with your actions. You're just reacting rather than pausing and responding. Other mental ones, maybe you've never been to therapy. Maybe that's something that isn't working for you, not going to therapy. You want to start going to therapy. So take a a pause here. Pause the podcast as you need to during this exercise and look at what's not working mentally. Now we have financially. What are three things that you're doing really well financially and what are three things you want to improve on? So for me, financially, three things that I do well. I have everything automated and for me that works extremely well because I don't have to think about it. So right from my paycheck, things go to a high yield savings account, things go to my investment, 401ks, retirement stuff. I don't even have to think about it. My bills are automated and without having to even worry about doing it, it just does it and that works really well for me. And I would say two, having a budget. I actually have a plan. There's been times in the past where I didn't have a budget at all and the money would come in, the money would come out, I would save, but I wasn't intentional at all. It was just free flowing, but now I actually have a plan. So that's something that's working well. And I think another thing working well is actually becoming more money literate. And I know for me, finances weren't something discussed growing up. My parents never talked about money and it was something I was always taught. It's a very private matter. You don't talk about it. And as I got older, I really started to realize that Because of that, I don't know as much about money as I wish that I did. So back last year, I joined um, a coaching program called Factora, and it's all about helping women become more money literate and all about learning how how to track your spending, how to invest, how to increase your overall net worth. And it was an absolutely phenomenal experience. I learned so much. So I think number three for me is I actually talk about money now. And I have other women in my life that I could talk about money with because in the past, that wasn't something that I did. So for me, those three things I'm doing well, automating, having a budget, and actually talking about money with other people, specifically women. I Like my girlfriends and I, we actually talk about money now, which is a really big deal because in the past that didn't happen. Three things I could do better. (laughs) Three things I could do better. I would say number one, having more clear financial goals of what I'm saving for. I think that I do a good job saving and but I sometimes I don't assign target values to it. Like I'll have an emergency fund or I know this is what I want to save for vacation. But other times, I don't have a number. I'm just setting money aside with with no true goal. So I want more clear financial goals. 
And I also want to, this year, learn more about, about financing a business. So a big thing that I've been working on in my time away from the podcast is I want to bring a product to my coaching business, and I know eventually it's going to require either investors or business loans, and I feel like that's a world that I know nothing about. So I want to learn more about financing the startup of a business and how to do so in a lean manner and in a wise manner. So that's a big goal for me. So for me, something that's not going well is I know nothing, next to nothing, about getting an investor for a business or applying for a business loan. And I would say the last one would be I something that's not working for me. I have an old retirement plan in an IRA and it's just sitting there. It's not invested in anything. I don't believe and I don't really know the story about it. It's just it's sitting there. I had it from a previous employer. I didn't do anything with it. So something that could be better is me actually putting it in the market, investing in things and allowing it to compound and grow, preferably sooner rather than later. So that's not working for me anymore. That trash IRA just sitting there not working for me. So what are my three things? I'm writing these down as we're going, by the way. My three things are establishing clear financial goals, actually having a value assigned that's not working for me, having unclear goals, and learning more about the the financing of a business, and then yeah, that IRA. That's not working for me. So that's financial. Let's think of some other examples. Maybe you don't track your spending at all. So maybe that's not working for you. You're not aware of what's coming in, what's coming out. Maybe you, what's not working for you is you're not making enough money. You need to make more money. That could be something not working for you. Maybe working well for you is you have enough money coming in, but you don't stick to a budget or you don't have a savings plan. So Maybe starting to track, actually looking at what money's coming in, what money's going out. Maybe you don't have any investments. Maybe that's a place to start or something that's no longer working for you. All right, so moving right along here, area number four, relationally or your relationships. What's working well? What's not working well? And this could be romantic. It could be your friendships. It could be a combination of both. I'm going to do a little bit of both for this one. So I would say, what's working for me well relationally? So for me, my my fitness, I kind of view as doubling as my social time. So I think I do a really good, a really good job of connecting with people socially because I go to fitness classes. And I think that that's a really good way to make friends and also to be around other people. And I think I do a really good job of establishing a routine or having different things throughout my week or throughout my month to do with my friends. So I know my girlfriends, we're all in different stages of life, but we always make meeting up to have brunch a priority. And it sounds silly, but that two-hour experience brings us together. And even though we don't do it every weekend, we do it every so often to... Two of the girls have a a newborn and a toddler. Some of us don't have kids at all. 
So we're all in different phases. So it's not every weekend at all. We're lucky if it's once a quarter, but it's something that brings us together and, and leaves us feeling like we're connected and it, it makes us feel good and it's fun. So I think I do a really good job at having that routine in. I think with closer friendships, me and my BFF Gabby do a really good job of making sure that we we hang out and see each other, whether it's having dinner together and chatting. We continually check in with each other to, to support one another. I know we're both in different phases. Gabby just had a baby and I try to do what I can to check in with her, to support her. So I think that those routines for me are working really well. I think in my romantic relationship, I think we established, we have a really good routine too. I think me and my boyfriend have down our routines for during the week, our our dinner routines and who's doing what chores. And for us, that's a really big deal because my boyfriend travels a lot for work. He's an airline pilot and he's continually gone. So ironing out a, a clear schedule and a clear routine has been really important and has taken off a lot of stress on the relationship. So I think that part of the relationship is going really well. Our routines definitely allow us to feel more connected and allow us to spend more quality time together, which for us is extremely important. So I think that is working well and I would say things to improve on I would say just in terms of all relationships for me romantic relationships or not I think I could do a better job of just being more appreciative and showing gratitude more for my friends and for my boyfriend too I think I could do a better job at that little gestures of gratitude and appreciation I think I could do a better job at checking in. I think I could be a really bad texter. And I'm really good at like sending voice texts and touching base that way with phone calls. But texts for me sometimes could fall to the wayside. So that's definitely something I want to improve in on checking in, whether that's with a phone call or a scheduled phone call. I think. Sometimes I miss calls and then I get back to them and it ends up being phone tag. So I think a more structured check-in with friends, I think that that's not working. The no structure isn't working because phone calls are going unanswered, texts are going unanswered. And I think another thing I could improve on would be really just... I think this would be more in my romance, definitely just in my romantic relationship, just not having expectations. I think it goes back to the shoulding. Sometimes I feel like things should be a certain way or my boyfriend should be able to read my mind or anticipate my needs before I say them. But I think just that doesn't work. I just need to ask for what I need. So the thinking he's a mind reader isn't working. <laughs> So that's what we have for relationally. And then let's take a look at career or professional. So think of three things that are working really well in your career. It could be, I love my coworkers. It could be, I love my job. It could be, I love my lunch break. (laughs) Whatever that is. For me, I would say three things working well for me. I'm going to do a little bit of mix. I'm going to do a mix. I'm going to do my job and my business too. So 
This is actually, I, I think this might be my first episode recording since I went back to full-time work. So we'll do a whole episode, like a personal catch-up on that. But I did return to full-time work in addition to running my coaching and consulting business. And I think three things that are working well at that job are, one, I love my coworkers. Two, I love my lunch break. <laughs> no, two, I really like going into the office. Um, It gives me purpose, it gives me routine, and I really thrive in that vibe. Sometimes I like to work from home, but I like the going into the office. And I think number three would be I like the hybrid of going in or not. And I also like that I really am privileged where I get to work on projects that are meaningful to me. They align well with my experience, and it's something that I, I feel comfortable in and that I enjoy which is a blessing. And then I would say for my business, three things working really well. I love my one-on-one clients. I can't I can't not put that on the things going extremely well. I love 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 my one-on-one clients. And I would say something that as a business owner, I've done, I've finally synced up all my one-on-one clients to fall on the same week. For me, batching everyone on the same week works really well for scheduling purposes. So I have one week on all of one-on-one clients and then one week no one-on-one clients and alternating with my full-time job and with other responsibilities. So that scheduling change has been a game changer for me and I think it's something that I'm doing extremely well, which I'm really happy about. And I think something else I'm doing extremely well is I'm, I'm reviving my podcast, which I'm super pumped about. I think this is a long form platform. I'm able to talk more, share my ideas, and talk about topics that I'm passionate about. So yay for that. That's going well. Three things that could be better. Three things that could be better at work. Let's see. Three things that could be better at work. I think at times I find myself reacting to things rather than responding. So I think taking an intentional pause is really important. I think I do a really good job at doing that with in-person interactions. But when a majority of the people that I work with are virtual, and even if I'm talking to a patient too, it it's valuable to pause before giving a response. So I could do a better job at that. That's something that isn't working, reacting versus responding. And then I would say another thing that isn't working is, what is something that isn't working? I think ultimately I appreciate pharmacy for me for what it is. It's a job and I get paid to do it and it offers me financial security and there are pieces of it that I enjoy and I do care about my job and I do want to do an excellent job but I think that ultimately I don't want to be a pharmacist. I do want to own my own business and do that full time so I think that I can't not acknowledge the fact that this isn't what I ultimately want to be doing forever. So for me, acknowledging that is important because then I'll take actions throughout the year to lead myself closer to the day where that doesn't have to be. So two, it's just not working being a pharmacist. I have to address that because it's not. And then I would say number three, 
is I, I'm the type of person where I need to be, I don't want to say I need to be moving forward. That's not it. I can't be stuck. I, I, I'm not the type of person to be stuck. And I think that sometimes I could enter a season where I'm more relaxed and comfortable and I'm not challenged like I maybe used to be. So I think there's times in this job where I don't challenge myself or I coast, which there's nothing wrong with coasting, but I could take, I could coast there, but I better be trying to grow in other areas because ultimately if I stay stuck in the job and I don't choose to grow in other areas, I'm just going to feel stuck overall and I don't want that. So that's definitely something I need to acknowledge too, just being too comfortable. When you are too comfortable, like I said, it does offer you the opportunity to take that time or energy and put it into something else. But for me, I know for sure there are times where I'm too comfortable and I'm not doing anything in any other capacity. I'm just being too comfortable. So that's something I have to acknowledge. Now, three things that I want to improve on or that could be better in my business is I want to move this product launch forward and I need to take steps intentionally to do so. So I need to launch it and I need to figure out what that's going to look like and the logistics of that. So that isn't working because I'm not doing anything about it. Two would be, I would say I want to do group coaching alongside of the product launch. So not doing group coaching isn't working for me. And I would finally say that for me... I, for me, there's been times in my career where doing let me pick your brain sessions has been useful, but I'm not at that point anymore. So for me, like let me pick your brain or I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. Like that's not working for me anymore simply because I don't have the time or energy for it. And often those conversations don't go anywhere. So I don't want to do those anymore and I need to acknowledge that. So, and you need to acknowledge whatever that is in your life, those three things in your career that just simply aren't working. So now at this point in the conversation, you should have five different categories and you should have six things for each of the five categories. So you should have 30 things, 15 things that are working and 15 things that aren't working for all the specific categories. Keep this list handy. Remember, no judgment. This is simply where we're starting from. We're not taking any steps. This is just, okay, we understand where we're starting from. So next up, we're going to get into looking at your actual why. Like, who do you actually want to be? And I know I said we were going to do this in this episode, but honestly, we're coming up on 40 minutes here, and I think that this audit was a lot for one episode, so I promise you episode 65, we're going to dig deeper into your why. We're going to look at who you actually want to become. We're going to set you up for success, and then by episode 66, we're going to design an action plan. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to my personal audit. And I will see you in the next episode. Keep your audit handy. 
Hey friend, before you leave, please head on over to iTunes podcast and search for Heal Your Burnout. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button, give us a five-star review, and help us spread the word about our show. I would love to connect with you on social media. My Instagram handle is at Amber underscore Connolly underscore. And until next time, I'm sending you so much love and light, and I can't wait to keep moving forward with you.